0: Okay,
1: so you can hear me quite well, yes?
0: I I can hear you loud and clear.
1: Okay. You can't see me though, can you?
0: I can't see you.
1: Okay, perfect. You don't want to see me. No. Face for radio.
0: (laughs) You can still hear me, right? Yep, I hear that. You sound
1: amazing. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, like perfect. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I know this is going to be good. I'm so stoked. Okay, Just make sure you press record. Oh, it's. I got. Listen, I got two things recording right now. <laughs> I'm not going to sure. miss the opportunity <laughs> to hear from you. All right. Um, okay, so historic things are happening here. This is the first time that I've tried podcasting over Skype. And uh, so that's the first historic thing. But that pales in comparison to the historic thing that you are doing, Mike Repica. Do you want to tell the people what you're doing exactly?
0: Yeah. Uh, we are in, right now in Santa Monica, Los Angeles, California, getting ready for, I guess, the first annual first ever speed project. And that's basically our relay race uh, with a minimum of six people Running from the Santa Monica Pier to the Las Vegas Welcome to Las Vegas sign, so it's almost 600 kilometers, um, and yeah, just switching off. We kind of have a game plan, but huh, not really, and that's that's basically it. We're gonna see what the next few days unfold for us.
1: So let's let's just like allow that to soak in for people who are listening. <laughs> um, I've never personally been, done the drive from. LA to Vegas, but I've seen it in movies. Uh, I've read about it in uh, Fear and the Lonely Las Vegas. I've you know, watched it on Swingers. It's a historic ride, it's a historic journey. Uh, one that takes people through, I would say, hell and back. So you're gonna do this on foot with a bunch of people
0: by on on two feet yeah so well more than than two feet right well my two feet there are more than just mine going but yeah so there's uh five others along with myself on our team and then we managed to rope in two volunteers one being a nurse and the other being a maniac and um yeah so hopefully we can take care of any injuries and possible meth head encounters along the way
1: that's what the maniac is for right that is
0: what the maniac is for yes
1: who's the maniac again
0: (laughs) i know but i want people to know yeah our trusted friend uh chris hamill so he has no problem he's already said he has no problem punching out a meth head but he is not going to touch a stray dog so we have to fend for ourselves when stray dogs come across yeah he's like
1: he's like the anti-michael vick
0: yeah. (laughs) yeah this is very true so yeah it should be it should be interesting we've got You know, I've we just went for our first aid shopping. We've got apparently there's pepper spray and tasers coming with us, and yeah, it's I really I this is really the first time I'm talking about it at length because I didn't want to psych myself out and. I kind of got a little nervous about it yesterday when I realized what we were doing. We were on a hmm. flight from San Francisco. And you know when you're like the tracker, when it shows you like, oh, the little plane is like this far away from your destination?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Matt Joffois, who who's running <laughs> with us, kind of pointed it out on the map like, dude, do you see how far that is? And my heart just sunk. I was like, oh my god, this is, this is really real. So, yeah, it's it's happening. Tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., we're off. It's so real. That's why we're podcasting about it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, we yes. wouldn't podcast
1: a 5K. <laughs> but, uh, so two things. One is, I only lately learned how to pronounce Matt's last name. Geoffroy. I thought it was Geoffroy. <laughs>
0: yeah, actually, I've said that for years.
1: The first time was when we did the, uh, the Off The Grid podcast. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's how you pronounce your name?
0: Anyway. I thought he was screwing with us.
1: So, <laughs> when you do your laydown shot... Mm-hmm. You know, so for those who don't know, uh, in the running community, you know, the night before you do, you do a, fo- you know, like an Instagram post about all the things you're going to wear and take with you on 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 the run or the marathon, what have you. So yours is going to include a taser and pepper spray.
0: If yeah, it should a taser and pepper <laughs> spray. I'm actually pretty proud of my laydown shot if all goes well because I have, I think I am running nine to ten legs. Should know. And I have all of my outfits packed in little Ziploc bags, and like I'm, I'm ready because I know I'm going to turn into a moron probably by midnight tomorrow night, and won't know how to dress myself, and Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be completely delirious. So, I've tried to leave as much thinking, or as little thinking as I can, tried to, yeah, just. I'm already just thinking about it. I'm stumbling over my words. So, uh, (laughs) good good start. um, yeah, great. Right. Yeah. So there's, I'm, I'm leaving as little to error as possible. Why do you think you're going to be a moron? Is it the exhaustion, the heat, the cold? What is it? I think, I think it's because I don't know what to expect. So we're going to be running. It's pretty hot in LA right now. Um, and it's going to, it's cold here. So what's the the temperature? I want to, I want to know say mid to high twenties. Okay. Um, and the other day it it hit mid-30s. So who knows what it's going to be like over the next few days. But So that's just leaving LA. Um, But at night, it's going to drop close to zero, could could drop below, could stay a little above, kind of in that range. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get like a 30-degree difference in between your legs, because we're running basically every four and a half to five hours, a, a 10K. Every four and a half to five hours is kind of how we've set it up so far. So that's that. Then you're also running that many times without proper sleep um you know just that it's not like you can fall asleep right after your run you're going to have all this adrenaline going through you still so we're just going to be catching catnaps for the first first while until the like, sheer exhaustion sets in i'd imagine and the fact that nobody really knows what they're doing we've never done this before So, and I'm horrible with directions, like absolutely (laughs) atrocious. I just got lost from Whole Foods coming back to the hotel with five people who were making fun of me. So it's going to be very interesting.
1: Well, uh, (laughs) good thing you have a maniac who is going to help you uh, navigate.
0: And find my friend on my iPhone. I'm hoping that really works in the desert. yeah, I was going to ask. Oh, you, that's do the you, other Do you know part, if that yeah. works in the desert or what? It's supposed to, and I've yeah. I guess anybody who's done the drive knows this, but I've never done the drive. But apparently, we're running through deserts and up mountains and stuff. Which uh, all of again, I'm being very ignorant to what we're doing here because I didn't want to psych myself out, right. and that may not have been the best strategy. But I'm. It's yeah. Like we are we are running through Death Valley. Right. So, so yeah yeah. Enough said. <laughs>
1: Fear and running in Las Vegas. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I'm, I'm afraid of the bats.
1: <laughs> uh, well, just don't do any mescaline, and yeah. you should be fine. Right, yeah, yeah
0: So not I, in our first aid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have like a ridiculous amount of questions, but the, um, so I think, you know, I already know the answer, but I'd like others to know the answer as well. You yourself are running how many kilometers during this experience?
0: The shortest leg that we've broken down was 94 kilometers. Uh, and so like, you personally like, are running 94 so kilometers. So you would be running – that's Courtney. Courtney got that one. He saw, We drew straws. He got the shortest <laughs> one. He also – that being said, he's not getting off easiest because he has the one run where it's written as that you run through the sketchiest neighborhood. So Courtney's pretty quick, so we figured it's real good for him to be doing it. He's a big dude, so we're not too worried about him getting through this neighborhood. <laughs> But um, I think the rest of us will probably be doing just under a hundred, and give or take.
1: And what's the most you've ever run in a single shot, or somewhere close to this?
0: i um, full marathon, so forty-two point S- two.
1: S- so you're doubling that?
0: Doubling plus some. I yeah. wish. Yeah. 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 I, it's like a two I'll give you and, credit and a half for marathons, every, basically. Every yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all. We've already. I won't lie. We've already started kind of barter and trade legs so we figured every sandwich that gets made for somebody else is at least two kilometers so we're 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 trying to (laughs) this is already happening and we're trying to like buy in low so so we're we're pre-selling our sandwiches and stuff because you know once you're a day and a half in that two kilometers is going to be worth 10 kilometers so
1: i think this is the coolest part about this trip is that all the wacky things that are going to happen on that bus and the, oh. the trades and and uh believe, fist fights. i don't know we'll see
0: but believe me it's like it's going to be like it's not follow our adventures it's going to be like follow our misadventures on instagram and snapchat because it's going to be it's, it's going to be nuts so i've already gotten a photo of chris and jp our other volunteer just went to pick up the rv and there's already photos coming back of jp surfing on top of the rv like he's teen wolf so wow. this is it's started
1: that's why running is so cool. Uh, I I've run with JP. I've talked to JP a number of times, but uh, you know, <laughs> you, you never really know what's what's beneath the surface. And I, th- <laughs> it's always funny to hear that that dude who's like very quiet in most yep. cases is uh, probably not going to be too quiet on this trip, right?
0: Yeah, like that's exactly right. Like you really don't know the true colors of people until you spend that much time with them. And I think that can be said for a lot of us who spend a lot of time in the gym together or go on long runs together. Like you, you, There's something about struggling together that makes you open up, you know, and this is definitely going to bring us all a lot closer. And even the fact that JP kind of just volunteered was like, if you don't have another volunteer, I'd love to fly out there and do this with you. And I like, I was really taken back that somebody would want to give up their time and be willing to fly out to L.A. to to sit in a to sit in an RV and you know ride with us and be our support. Like that was that was really that was really humbling and cool to know that somebody would want to help us out. So it was uh, it was really neat.
1: Well, I'm gonna get corny for a second, and yep. or maybe more. But the cool thing about this. Running community, and I, you know, first experienced it through Parkdale and everything that you had essentially uh, created, and and Stephen, it was this exact thing where, why, it's weird. Like, in no point of my life, or I'm sure in JP's life, what do you have thought that he'd travel all the way to LA just to be on a bus <laughs> with, uh, you know, a bunch of runners to help them complete? A uh, a massive relay race. I mean, it's just such a amazing thing.
0: Believe me, I yeah, I completely agree. Like, I I never thought I would be back in LA running. That's for sure. Like, I've
1: you don't like LA that much, do you?
0: I don't. I I have a love hate with relationship with LA. I've had some weird times in LA. I was part of a, a, like a, a basically a mini riot in '99 when I was here. So I've there's parts of LA that I really like, but I've also had some little strange experiences in LA but um yeah it's but just being back here and it's almost like you and I have talked extensively about runners getting a passport like we have once we're part of this community we can travel anywhere and and be with like-minded people and that's exactly what's happening right now like we had there's seven teams doing this race and some people I've met in you know in Portland when I was on a run in Portland there's a guy coming up from there and like there's people from all over, people I know from New York that are running this thing. So, it's um, it, it's it's very interesting again that you just have these like-minded people that are just like, yeah, of course we'll fly to LA to do this. Like it's like like it's not even an issue to do it. And when I stop and think, I'm like, that's that's really cool. Like we had a talk last night about like what what softball teams. Like, just, this is the example we gave last night was what softball team from Trinity Bellwoods that plays you know on Tuesday night is gonna go travel across the country or across the states to go play a softball tournament like there's no adult recreational league that's not pro that we can think of that you're just like yeah we're gonna put everything down and just go do this crazy thing for three days where you know we have a very good chance of hurting ourselves but it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah it's 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 interesting
1: yeah, like you said, you know, we're not going to podcast a 5K. Uh, but the 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 relative like size of this challenge I think is mind-boggling and requires respect and commitment. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right? for sure.
1: When did like, you f- Sorry, go on.
0: No, I was just in terms of commitment, like I look at the way Courtney is trained for this. Courtney's one of the runners on our team and he was doing three a days, like waking up before work Getting a 10k or an 8k in at at lunch, getting an 8k in and then running with Parkdale Tuesday nights, doing another 8k. <clears throat> Part of me at re- at a relatively quick pace, mm-hmm. just to get his body used to running multiple times a day, and I mean that to me shows a lot of commitment. A lot of yeah, we can do long runs on Sundays and whatnot, and you know do our speed workouts, and but to do that regularly, it it really showed people's true colors on this team, and.
1: Hello? Hey, Mike? Yeah, yeah. it's okay, the internet um, (laughs) has other plans, but you were talking about true colors. One thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, number one, who first heard about the Speed Project? And uh, if that was you, Mm -hmm. when you first saw what it was, how did you react? What did you think? What were some of the things going through your mind? Uh, whether it was like, wow, I would never do this, or I for sure would do this, or I would never do this, but I'm going to do this. Like, what, what were you thinking when you first heard about it? And and maybe uh, you know other people heard about it.
0: Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's a tricky one to answer because it was done last year by six people in Los Angeles. So six friends. Um, I want to say they were I want to say sub-elite athletes uh, definitely I would call them elite athletes mm-hmm. um and I believe what Blue who was the originator was a Lululemon Lemon ambassador he's a legacy ambassador for Lululemon. and there's I can't remember I don't know the backgrounds of everybody else but they did this mm-hmm. and uh I remember laughing, like, these people are nuts. And they sent us the video We with Parkdale. We used to do a movie night. So we screened it. Uh, it was like a 16-minute video of kind of what they went through. And everybody was just like, that's ridiculous. Like, just foolish. Like, why would you do that? You know, like, uh, but then you watch this video that they did, and it's just, you get it. Like, you want, you want to be a part of it but you don't want to do it. like you realize how close it would be, but how hard it is to do or how close it would make you, but how hard it is to do. and and that was that. It was overdone. Cool. That's really cool that you guys did this. in um, about October, November, they reached out or put it on Instagram that they were gonna do it again. But this time instead of going out to do it, sorry, it was in September because uh, Lee, gerson who's i guess kind of involved in organizing and she was in toronto and she kind of she ran it by me and uh so i knew it was gonna happen i didn't really say much and then once it went on instagram and they just kind of put a teaser out like it's gonna happen again Mm -hmm. i just started adding a few people and just as a joke just to kind of saying i want to do it but not by definitely not committing to anything and then a few people started adding back and then a little conversation got started as a, still to me I thought it was a joke and then on a run one day we were talking about like so is this actually going to happen and who's going to do it with us who's most compatible um, and all of a sudden we had a team ready to go and I was like oh shit we're going to do this so we sent in an email and you know we basically confirmed ourselves before we were we were sure we were going to do it, but we figured if we put our names in, when the time comes, we're going to be ready to go. And that's that's basically how it started.
1: And that's a theme that's come up in uh, some of the podcasts lately and just talking to different people, uh, just that, that, that point where you see something crazy and you're afraid of it, but you want to start it, but at the end of the day, you're still afraid and you might not do it. So I think the take-home from what I'm hearing is uh, start it. Start as a joke, <laughs> and tell as many people as you can
0: about that joke. And if something happens, then it's great. You know what? That's the truth. Some of the best things that have happened in my life were started as a joke. You know, they just these far-fetched things that you're just like, yeah, that's even running for me. It was a joke, and now it's kind of taken over my life in a sense. So, the, and there's really there's a lot of strength in putting something out there like i really enjoy when people at the end of their emails have their goal and it mm-hmm. could be this lofty goal but you read it and you're like that took a lot of courage to write and that's probably going to come true because you've put that out there and uh, i i really enjoy seeing that so uh, there there is power in putting it out into the world that's for sure
1: yeah and i mean you can almost use fear against you in that way in the sense of if you tell enough people and they hold you accountable well you can't not do it sometimes it's actually a, a pretty good strategy
0: that's exactly right it's like you're 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 basically you're cheating yourself like you can't you're using it, yourself against you essentially exa- exactly yeah exactly so
1: yeah that's that's, that's where we're at i want to ask you when you got into running um how did you exactly start uh i mean you don't have to go into the life Story of it because I think we'll save that for a uh, maybe a, you know a 32 a, a part series, <laughs> a darker podcast. Uh, yeah, we could, we could, yeah, we can do the whole you know like Ken Burns style documentary, yeah. <laughs> Civil War baseball type thing, or maybe like an ESPN 30 for 30. There we go, it's full season on, on you. But I'm, I'm... maybe just, I mean, it would be interesting for people to hear, I think, uh, your. Your journey, maybe a, a headline view of your journey, in in sense of, you definitely didn't start running ninety k, you definitely yeah. didn't start running marathons, but you started somewhere, and now you're here. So you know maybe there's there's something in there that that people might be uh, interested in hearing.
0: Yeah, well, I mean the base again, like I say, it started not so much as a joke, but it started as a bet uh, between three or four of our friends when I owned a cafe. And it was just us talking trash to each other in a cafe. And um, the main girl that I had bet, we had bet, it was, it was if I lost, I had to get her a pair of Balenciaga shoes. And if, <laughs> if she lost, I got an iPad. And then everybody else came in on this bet and there were side bets to be made. And um, by the end of it, it was myself and another close friend who was a runner he we both shared the same life like he was a bar manager i was at the bar quite often and we just we were on nike plus so it was a month-long thing who could run the most in a month and um it, it was we would track on nike plus to see where each other were where each other was in the last week we stopped uploading our runs because we would know that if i went and did 8k and i logged it he would go out and do 10k so he'd be two up so we're like okay last week both of us just stopped didn't say anything we just stopped what we were doing and then the last night um i (laughs) this is a weird thing to say but i kind of caught him cheating a little bit um (laughs) i want to say With performance enhancing drugs. Uh, I don't know how much these drugs enhance performance, but there was definitely drugs involved. And um, (laughs) so so we met up at a bar one night, and his girlfriend was the the counter, and she counted up all of our kilometers up from Nike Plus. And I took off my jacket, and it was, you know, those, like those John, like the Beatles shirts, like Ringo and John and Paul, and like in the Helvetica font. So it was like, I think it said like Jose and A Rod and Ben. And his name, and on the back it said, cheaters never win. <laughs> and I ended up winning by like 15 kilometers. It was so close. And that was, that was my initial get it, getting into running. Um, so I got the iPad and I got the bragging rights over the other friend. iPad, iPad I still have, which... I love huh. just for the story <laughs> just for the story behind it I very rarely use it but I love looking at it it's just <laughs> hung up on a wall it's just there yeah it's just like it'll sometimes sits on the desk like it's just a rant.
1: Yeah, I'm sure um, if you ever you know uh, see that person uh, you'd probably bring it out right just like oh
0: buddy. oh I was just in Vancouver with her recently, and we were laughing about it because she's a horrible speller, and she misspelled "congratulations" on the back of the iPad when she engraved it. No, so that's it, even better. Yeah, <laughs> it's better. Yeah, it's great, right? So, uh, so that, was, it, that it still comes up in conversation. This was five years ago. So that was my first, uh, my first kind of step into running, and then two months later, I ran a five k on Boxing Day. I, I did the ten ks, uh, like the sporting life in the spring, did a half in, in the spring as well in Pittsburgh and then I did a full within 10 months at the waterfront, Toronto so by that point after I did the full I was like okay, you know what, I'm probably a runner by now, like I've taken it seriously mm-hmm. I've made it to the marathon distance and now I can start setting goals and Parkdale Road Runners had started and it wasn't very big but there was a few of us that could hold each other accountable and it's just grown from there, many more goals have been set Ones that I didn't even know I was setting for myself. Like when Mm -hmm. I qualified for Boston and Chicago, I had a my goal time was 3:15, and I trained for 3:15, and I ended up coming in at 3:07, which got me my Boston time. And you know, little things like that that have, and many other like that's personal goal, but there's many other goals that have that have come through me helping people get, you know, with marathon training plans and setting up. Workouts and you know stretching, stretching nights at academy, and all types of different stuff that have led to many more accomplishments than just personal goals for myself. And uh, it's been it's been a wild ride over five years, and now to be to be here, kind of in in LA talking to you about it is it's pretty surreal because it's taken me all over the world doing this. So it's it's changed my changed my career, changed everything. So it's uh, a lot, I have a lot a lot to thank running for
1: yeah it's it's nuts i remember my first run with parkdale uh it was i think we we ran ak it was uh i think it was a t- it was this was three years ago maybe or two years ago uh we ran to the terry fox it was like a terry ah, yes. fox remember we ran out to the, Yep,
0: yeah we ran uh, to the park
1: to the park and back Yep, yeah i remember that uh i started really strong but then I think the last kilometer I bonked. <laughs> I thought I was I was a pretty good, you know runner doing CrossFit, uh, but then I you know uh, was rudely awoken, and and then I realized that uh, running is really different. So, <laughs> and you know this kind of segues into my next question. Which I think again, people listening to this, they they're either running or they're uh, they're crossfitting or they're yogaing or they're doing something else. But I, I'm curious to know how you feel your other training besides running has prepared you for this type of thing, and whether it's it's stretching, mobility, yoga, uh, the stuff that, that you know you do at academy or or elsewhere. You know, is there a is there a feeling this time that you, maybe your physical body is in a different place?
0: Oh, see, that's it's it's a funny one because I don't know how to pinpoint exactly what's what helps more than the next. Like, there's something to be said about the Pilates and yoga in terms of just being more flexible and being more aware of my body. The, the CrossFit stuff that we do or the Olympic weightlifting we do at academy it's strength training. So it's like I think everything as a whole it really adds to adds to the runner i am and it's it's really strange more i mean a lot of i think almost the most beneficial part for me was just becoming aware of myself and aware of my body and dealing with injury and learning patience and that came through mindfulness and Mm -hmm. it's i like there's nothing i guess the easiest way for me to say it is i benefit from everything that i do so there's nothing that i can pinpoint and say like if you want to be a better runner, you have to do this. Or, you know, like, it's just like, you have to be open to anything that you find enjoyment out of. And the really cool thing about all of that is that there's a community in each one of those disciplines. Like, you want to do yoga, you're going to find people to do yoga with. You want to do CrossFit, there's going to be... That's one of the strongest communities I've been a part of. You know, there's... You can find runners anywhere you want to go who are are like-minded. So it's... I think that that's our that's our that's our little hack is that or our cheat is that there is there are people that can help you get to where you want to be and are going to sweat alongside of you and yeah.
1: So were you more are you more scared doing this or uh, were you more scared doing Lions League? <laughs>
0: oh i i have i don't i can't tell you the last time i had butterflies in my stomach like i did when i did lion's league that was one of the most terrifying things i've done in a long time um i don't know why because i'm around those people every day but just stepping into something where i don't know i it, it was unknown for me like i didn't know what the workouts were like you know what was what was I was trying to do toaster bars the day before I told my team oh yeah I can do them, then I went to the gym that morning like guys can somebody show me how to do toaster bars, like <laughs> just just not being prepared fake for it it till you make very, it that's exactly right, and yeah. I got my card pulled when I was doing toes-to-bars, that's for sure. Yeah, but the cool
1: thing is, I think the next day or the next two days, you were practicing your (laughs) toes-to-bar.
0: Oh, 100%. Like, that's my goal. Like, now is, you know, unbroken toes-to-bars and muscle-ups. You know, like, it it sets you up to want to do more. It's that not being able to achieve what you wanted to do pushes you harder to get to where you want to be.
1: Well, that's how you can take on these crazy challenges. I mean, whether it's a toes-to-bar, which is relatively... You know, you don't have to travel anywhere to do it and you don't have to uh, necessarily invest, you know, in an RV to do it. But for for everybody, you know, they have their level of fear and challenge, right? But the important thing is to, I guess, find it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the only way you can find it is by doing stuff that gets you out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah. So
1: You remember that, that- shitty brand? Remember that shitty brand, No Fear?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Right? Like... <laughs> Was, that was, like, around during, like, Chip and Pepper and, and yeah, like Hyper mid, Colors.
0: And, yeah, mid-90s stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, we should find it. That would probably sell for a lot <laughs> at a vintage shop. But it's, it's like, you know, no, find your... I, this is corny again. Sorry, corny alert. But, you know, find your fear. Actually do the thing that uh, makes you afraid, whether it's Toast to Bar or running to Vegas.
0: <laughs> no, I... Yeah, it doesn't have to be that extreme. Like, like you say, like, if it's Toast to Bar or hell, just running out, going out and running with people. Like for the longest time, it was so individual for me and I didn't understand. Not for, actually, I shouldn't say for the longest time because we started this community relatively soon after I started running. But I mean, I still found a lot of my, my pleasure was with running by myself because I wasn't confident to run with people who were better than me. you know. And, um, and I feel the same way about being in the gym Like I was never a gym rat guy. I was always a team sports guy. So when I'm in the gym lifting by myself or whatnot, like I still have that nervousness of somebody's watching me with poor form or something and which makes me not want to have poor form, which makes me wanna talk to those people to see what they're doing to work out. Like I didn't when I was in San Francisco over the past few days, I didn't have a problem going into the CrossFit Gym and talking to people there and talking to the owners and seeing how they do their workouts and whatnot, whereas I I could definitely have been a, in the past, much more of a closed off and shy person. So it's interesting to see how communities like that change you.
1: It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, today I was, I scared the shit out of myself <laughs> yeah, doing, like I was working out alone because you and you know uh and ham bone
0: and i got chris out here with me yeah yeah so Sorry. you took
1: you t- one of my workout partners uh but for those who don't know you chris uh and a bunch of other people work out every morning at the academy at seven and i by the way f- just for you programmed a lot of toes to bar in the last uh, couple of months thank you thank for that you. The, the yeah thank well you I, I have that. to do them too you know in this together but you know, so I, I was there alone because, uh, you know, you guys are gone and then, uh, you know, other people are also gone and some people are asleep, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to practice some of the stuff that uh, I'm not very good at. And uh, so I was, uh, I was really working on my single leg strength and I, I, was, I just decided to do one legged box jumps on a, uh, I think, a 12 inch box. And I'll tell you, man, I almost shit my pants because last last week last week I I was uh, we did our Thursday workout, which is the hardest workout of of the week, and there's 30 inch box jumps and I shredded my calf. Sorry, my my Uh, shit shredded it. Like it's it's still purple and bumpy a week later. Yeah, so those who do box jumps and CrossFit know exactly.
0: That's like what I'm talking being a about. basketball player and then watching somebody like turn their ankle. You oh, know Paul that George. feeling. It's just like yeah. it's just your stu- Like as you said that, my stomach just like tightened. Ugh. ugh I feel for you.
1: Oh yeah, it, it was uh, it was gnarly. So here I am, and I'm doing you know one leg box jumps, which are really uh, nerve wracking because you just have this inherent sense of not being, you know, balanced or stable. So it's almost you know that feeling before you do a high box jump, like you're about to do it and then something stops you, like holds you mm-hmm. back. So there's yeah. like some primal thing holding you back that, you know, doesn't wanna like basically your body says don't do this. You're gonna It's get basic
0: hurt. I think the word is common sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Like,
1: it's like, why would you, yeah, it's like I imagine like my, you know, Jewish-ish mother type person be like, why would you do this? This is crazy, right? Right, yeah. And, and so, anyway, but like something as simple as that scared the shit out of me. But, you know, I'm like, all right, let's do it, let's do it. I, I, almost, I almost, you know, uh, repeated my injury of last week very close, but I didn't luckily. And, and you know what? It's funny you say that. Uh, that that voice. The first time I really felt that voice in its full totality was my first marathon doing Scotiabank. Bank, and I've never had something tell me whether it was internal or external to stop doing something so badly. Like it, w- my, my voice. Like this was after the half. My voice was just, what the fuck are you doing? you're going to kill yourself, you'll never be able to walk again, your knees are destroyed for life. Stop immediately, there's a streetcar. <laughs> and and I wanted to listen to that voice so bad, but there was something about the idea of, you know, not failing that made me push through. And you know what? I was a week later I was fine. My knees are still here and, yeah. you know, I'm still running. And I'll tell you, it's interesting that voice you, you talk about common sense, but sometimes common sense is, uh, I mean if you want to be common then follow common sense but sometimes yeah. you need to go above and beyond
0: that I think that's very well said um, exp- okay I mean, let's end I, there no, podcast no, I just, over <laughs> <laughs> drop <laughs> the My mic Danny gets his props <laughs> yeah,
1: this, this no, podcast I, by the way is going to be called Drop the Mic <laughs> uh,
0: um, yeah I especially well I know this probably most because I run more than anything but that voice it's evil like it's not common sense it's that bad angel on your shoulder and mm. the oh, it it frustrates me so much sometimes where it's just you can talk yourself out of anything so easily and in running when you're especially long distances you can talk yourself out of a run and it, it drives me nuts that i don't have better control over that voice and i that's one thing I practice and which is going to be a big test over the next few days is quieting that voice because it, there's nothing good that comes of it. When you know you can do something and you know you've done it time and time and time again, why you can let that voice focus in on that weird knee pain or the, you know, the your shortness of breath or you didn't drink enough water or all these negative thoughts that come in. Um, and the only, with that is meditation and just the fact I remember when we were at off the grid and you were just like you're gonna get thoughts that come in take it and push them out accept them and let them go and that's what I always have to remind myself when I'm running is like yeah okay your knee hurts it's gonna be fine just go think of something else and clear your mind and it's it running is really is it's so mental like as as physical as it is it's harder on me mentally than it is physically
1: so you kind of pre-answered my next round of questions, which is good. All right. Uh, really, they're around you dealing with those moments where that you know devil appears on your shoulder and tells you to stop. So you mentioned meditation, but what are the things do you deal with, uh, or do you do to deal with those things? Uh, you know, uh, like w- whether it's in the moment or uh, you know before or after the moment.
0: Oh, definitely in the moment. It's concentrating on breathing for me more than anything. And it's that internal checklist. So it's, am I breathing? What is the rhythm of my breathing? Like the cadence to footstep ratio, I guess you could say. It's more like Mm a circular breathing pattern, a three in, two out. And then I do my internal checklist. Where's my foot landing? Where are my hips? How are my arms to the side? Is my head being pulled up straight? Like, I guess, like a puppet for lack of a better explanation. Uh, Or a marionette, I should say. Yep. Um, and it's like that checklist, and I just go over that checklist. So if I'm doing that, I remember, I think it was an acupuncturist once told me she's like, you can only do your mind can only process two thoughts at once. So if you concentrate on, this is when I was first started meditating, if you concentrate on a box and your breath circling in that box and you're counting your breaths, you're just basically you're visioning a box and your breath circling around the box and then you're counting holding for tube breathing for three, holding for two. And you're basically just have your two thoughts there and you can't let anything external in. And if something external does come in, you realize you're not concentrating on one of the two things you should be concentrating on. And it's basically, it's something like that for running, like it, with whether it be the checklist or just the breath, I find if I can concentrate on something positive, like my posture and what is going to help me get there, it pushes all of the, the work thoughts, the relationship thoughts, the family thoughts. Like anything that might on that given day might not be what gets me through. It just pushes that aside. I've got a lot of time to think when I'm on a three hour run. <laughs> you know, like there's it's it's not always gonna be, you know, thoughts of my puppy and, you know, my my friends that are awesome. You know, there's always gonna be some random stuff that comes in that's gonna really bum me out and I have to learn. I mean, I feel like I've gotten better at it, but I don't know if anybody can be that clear or can necessarily say like, they've got that mastered. I sure can't.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool because everything you're saying is a very, is all about having a very active strategy that focuses on skill and technique. So, you know, watching your breathing, which is fairly objective. You can, you can, uh, you know, pay attention to the rhythm of your breathing and the timing uh, and 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 not necessarily going into this emotional zone where a lot of people do go to, which is you know in the darkness, like oh I feel like shit, and you know why am I doing this? Why did you know my? Why did my mom not love me? You know, like little things like yeah. that, like no, the totally. d- like the deep dark places. When your body's broken down, your mind follows. And I think something like it's so you said it so well. I mean, just focusing on breathing. And, and just the steps that you're taking, I think, w- would eliminate so many of those turmoils that people go through. And, and I'm actually talking about life. I'm not even talking about running right now.
0: No, I completely agree, yeah. It's so much more than running. Running is just a, an easy way to describe it, like, or mm-hmm. to describe the instance that you might be thinking, but this transfers over to everything. And like I, I know with work right now, we, we do, before meetings, we meditate for a little bit just to kind of clear our heads and go into a meeting like with just fresh thoughts and not holding on to any bullshit. And it is so beneficial. And I try and do that just with myself. If I know I'm going to get on a stressful phone call or I know I'm going to have a tough conversation with somebody, I just try and get myself in a place where it's just like, okay, all of everything that's weighing on me, just let it go and use this as a unique situation. And it's new and Treat everything new. Don't let the other stresses of the day affect what's going to happen next. And it's sometimes it's easier said than done, but it's it's definitely beneficial. And I see I see how it how it makes me a better person for doing it and lets me get through awkward times. But I think going back to the running thing, just quickly, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing a lot of it of what what this is coming from is a quote that I heard Robin Arzon. I believe I said her name right. Um, mm-hmm. She's a runner from New York City, and I heard her say once that you will never say something to the runner that's running beside you that you will say to yourself in your own head. Like when we run together, Danny, I'm never going to say you suck, you should quit, you're running with poor form, you might as well just give up. There's the streetcar. There's the streetcar. Like you'll you say you say to yourself. I think if you and- did, I'd probably run better.
1: I might yes. I might qualify for yeah. Boston. That's how you're a I roll. Special
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean like you will tell yourself the most negative things. Yeah. And it, I don't know why our brain is wired like that, but you can like I say you can talk yourself out of any situation. It's to have the power to talk yourself through the situation that that we really need to focus on. And I don't know, it's it takes time and it takes a lot of work and yeah. I guess this weekend is gonna is I'm going to be drawing on that quite a bit because there's going to be some hellish runs that I'm going to be going through. And it's, it's all just has to do with positive reinforcement and knowing you can do this and you've been there and trying on basically drawing on life experiences, knowing you've been through harder times and knowing you've done things that have prepared you for this. And
1: it was on a run that, uh, last week literally talking about the same thing, how, running or uh, CrossFit. Yeah, who's I was talking to Mary and uh, She was saying how Having done all this stuff in the gym and on the road Prepared her for this new job. She is about to take on like she actually drew Confidence from the gym and from running knowing that she had been through something really hard that her mind told her she couldn't do But she ended up doing anyway and that's really cool.
0: I uh, yeah, you're you're right. Like, and seeing like seeing Mary progress from when she first started coming out with us as a runner to now seeing her in the gym quite often, and, and you know, seeing how much how much of a stronger runner she's become, like it's it's incredible. And like I say, it transfers over to life. It's it's really cool. And some of the hardest things I've done, like when I did that El Camino walk. Um, going through Spain for what was it 27 days 900 kilometers and on day one, breaking my toe and watching my 76 year old daughter uh, my 76 year old father pull his groin on the first day climbing a mountain um, and both of us making it through like that was my whole mindset when I ran Boston last year was I was injured running it and it was just like, yeah, but your 76 year old dad also, Walk 900 kilometers with you know a pulled groin battling cancer and did that, and you did it on a broken toe. You can't do this for three hours or whatever it was three and a half hours. Like, and it's little things like that that you know, the the the. And I'm sure what happens this weekend, I'm going to be drawing on later on in life, knowing that I ran through the desert at three in the morning and you know, so it. Everything you do adds to something else that you're you're going to need to draw on in the future.
1: I think it's cool that a 900 kilometer walk on a broken toe is a footnote to this whole story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's and also a great pun, by the way. I just realized. (laughs) Oh, well done! I didn't catch that. man, Ah, man. man, I love those dad jokes. Good for you. Yeah, I don't think it's a dad joke. I mean, if you are going to be hearing a lot of dad dad jokes on this trip, it's
0: about my dad. Yes. Oh,
1: true. Okay. See, there's levels to this, Danny. Yeah, dude. Wow. That was like an inception (laughs) moment. We went, yeah, (laughs) level to level. So a very serious question. How many and what kind of tacos are you going to have tonight? Because I know that you guys are, well, you're in the land of tacos. You're with Hambone. There's probably
0: going to be some
1: some carbo-loading. What's uh, what's happening tonight before the run? How are you guys preparing?
0: We're going to, I think it's called Blue Plate. Their specialty is fish tacos. Matt Giottois has, has agreed to eat them. Yeah, no, no, I know this is why I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, you hit the nail on that. So
1: one one sec. We're going to pause for a second here. Uh, the last, uh, the, the podcast that uh, you and Matt did with Courtney, who's also mm-hmm. on the trip, uh, the the off-the-grid uh, podcast called The Daily Grind. Uh, shout out yep. to that. Great episode with Courtney. You guys very briefly, very, very briefly talked about Matt's ridiculous uh, food
0: policy. Oh God! So this Matt- is now that is a thirty for thirty. If you want to do a Ken Burns series, you'll you can talk for days about this guy's. Oh, he's got like so many different like rules about what just, he will and won't eat. And, can I
1: just sum it up here? I think this will make sense.
0: Just talk about the soup, if that's a okay. Job we're gonna get to the soup. Up. Soup is the second okay. thing.
1: This is how I will easily explain it to people. Matt does not eat cake. However. He will eat a cupcake, <laughs> to, to which I think Hambone replied to, but they're all still cake. It's the same thing in different form. <laughs> and yeah. so he's got these insane rules about his food consumption. And yeah. I think I'll throw to you now to talk about his, his uh, policy or theory. Uh, whatever about soup? So explain yeah. this.
0: He won't eat soup. He knows all about soup. He can tell you. This morning, Jenny had minestrone soup, and he called it out. And but he won't eat soup because of the work to work to reward ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't even say this without like tears coming to my eyes. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, oh, it drives me insane. I just. We were in San Francisco for the past few days together. Trying to eat, and finally I, I bailed. I like I left him with his cousin, and I went out for lunch. Like I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like it's so much fun. Like he, I actually have a video. Oh, what did he eat? He ate something for the first time. Oh, uh, tuna tuna tartar. And I had to take a video so I could show people because nobody would believe me that he ate tartar. Like we have video of right him now. eating. Yeah, we have video of him eating his first peach and his first nectarine. Like. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Matt, and Matt is uh, in his thirties.
0: Oh yeah, he's thirty-five. Father, <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's an. He's one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Uh, oh, it's it's great. Yeah, I'm blessed to call him a good friend because it's hours of entertainment.
1: Matt's like a guy I think you need on a trip like this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, completely. Like, he's a great distraction. Oh, believe me, we just went to Whole Foods. We just came back from Whole Foods. That was an adventure with him. Like, basically, this guy is going to live off of bars like just different type of kind bars and whatever bars and he bought yogurt which he will eat for the first time so yeah (laughs) he
1: bought two things of yogurt so this is a historic this is historic on so many
0: levels oh my god i yeah i don't even want to waste this is honestly this is you got to do something else with this this is not the, the the forum for it because we can dive so deep into this
1: so, you, I mean, you guys are going to update everybody on Instagram, right, as far as yeah. what's, what's happening? Yeah. Can you please update the food situation as well? Oh, I mean, I'm I, sure I there will be,
0: yeah, I'm sure there will be more than enough footage of, of, of what this guy puts in his body. It's, it's going to be incredible. I can't wait. I cannot um, wait. I'm going
1: to work really hard to get this podcast out immediately. This is uh, so we're both fans of Michael Rapaport, right? So he puts out, he puts out the emergency podcast. So this is, this is going to be, uh, you know, an (laughs) emergency, Mike, an SOS, uh, you know, all loves matter (laughs) emergency podcast. If you've listened to Rapaport, you know exactly what I just said. No Uh, fact checking. No fact checking. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, so in order to get the podcast ready so people can listen to it tonight, because I think it'll be cool for them to hear what you sound like before you're, uh, you know, a 40 kilometers into a, uh, a massive journey and you know, you're probably not going to feel this good. Or maybe you will. No, maybe, maybe. I. I don't know. We'll I'm see, right? almost
0: glad that there's not going to be any Wi-Fi or anything in the desert because I'm. I would hate for you to hear my voice like Saturday morning. That'd be cool. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be nuts. I will not be mad if you if
1: you call me and we do a, a little...
0: <laughs> just a check-in.
1: Well, you know, you know me, man. I don't. I don't answer my phone. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't have no
0: ha- notifications. Are ever
1: listen if you send me a voicemail? Chances are um we're not friends because you know that uh, i will never listen to a voicemail that's my policy and i don't my notifications are generally turned off and i answer my phone and send text when i damn well feel like it right so but that being said if you or anybody else calls me i will definitely pick it up
0: all right all right we'll see i'll see if i can get uh i'll I'll put hand bone on it when he's when he's not driving or on the atv or chasing meth heads through the desert with a taser will uh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll put them on it and give you the update for all of us and if i'm not delirious i'll speak
1: absolutely um so that's awesome man i thought uh i was i was hoping the internet here uh, which has been spotty uh would last us at least 20 minutes but we got 50 so oh I'm, that's exciting i'm pretty happy nice. this is, this is cool first, that flew by dude first ever uh skype cast
0: nice i'm i my, i hope i sound all right my mic sounds nice
1: wait amen running running brings people together over long distances
0: right <laughs> that's yeah this is very true so <clears throat> it's funny you said that because i think i, I don't want to okay this is not the well whatever it a corny alert? whatever you got your corny, go word, corny yeah. alert back again but as i was on the plane i was watching a, a ted talk and shout out to virgin they got those flights are great, and we were not sponsored or anything. It just kind of took me back how, how awesome Virgin was. But um, and, but on the TED talk, it said uh, there was a quote from Jim Rohn that said, "You are the uh, you are the average of the five people you spend most time with," and I mm-hmm. thought that was very yep. fitting. Flying into LA to run this with five five with five close friends and. Um, I swear, if I can be an average of any of them, I'm in good shape, and I think that goes along with all, like all of the groups of friends that I have, um, whether through from the gym or through running, or um, we're surrounding ourselves with some really cool people doing some really awesome stuff right now. So it's it's a really interesting time to be to, to have my voice get heard because, yeah, I mean, if you follow me and follow who uh, who I surround myself with, you can see some really cool stuff happening.
1: Uh, tell people how they can keep track of your journey for the next uh, couple days. And I'm sure the uh, the recovery meal as well will be interesting. Yeah. Meals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how can they, uh, you, what accounts do you want them to follow?
0: Um, uh, you, you can find us under, on, well, my personal is Mike underscore uh, We will be posting, I'll be posting under Parkdale Roadrunners as well. I think Saturday, Sunday, I'm doing the takeover for the Lululemon Snapchat. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, Parkdale underscore RR Snapchat as well. And then all of the guys we're with Mango Peeler on Instagram, Jess Melville on Instagram, uh, Senny Jao, which is Jenny mm-hmm. Sayo's Instagram, Courtney's at Crunkney, Matt Geoffroy is at uh, MGO. I think that's it. I think so, yeah. Something like that. yeah. Uh, am I missing anybody? um is there a oh, hashtag and chris and still hambone yeah uh it's chris hamill and uh jp and what about a hashtag JP, is there a oh, hashtag you guys are using yeah hashtag the speed project okay so that, uh, and, oh yeah and please follow the speed project um they're at the speed project in there
1: is oh the, uh, hey, the, the, hey, the internet project. is getting uh getting tired so uh,
0: uh hashtag okay, so the I, speed project that's okay yeah the speed project
1: yeah man internet's got no endurance uh the uh, all. Yeah, and uh, feel free. This is a uh, little, you know, feel free to put, uh, hashtag in this together if you want a lot of academy people to
0: check it out. That would yes, that and yeah. Thank you for all you guys have been have been doing and getting everybody prepared for a good life. It's so cool to see. I can't. I can't wait to come back and see that. I'm hoping to pace with somebody for that because yeah, watching everybody get stronger is really inspiring for me. That's for sure.
1: I think people would uh, rather do uh seven thousand burpees in a row than do what you're doing. And I think here here's the thing. Game respects game. What you're doing is incredible and I would love it I would love it if, love it if uh, what you're doing influenced other people to even just do some toast to bar or do their first five K. Either way just start something.
0: Well yeah. And by all means know that I'll be back out there doing the burpees with you guys soon enough. So that's oh, so uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to.
1: it. You're probably going to enjoy doing get... some burpees
0: after what you did. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. That nice break. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, I will definitely check in soon enough.
1: Okay. Enjoy the tacos.
0: Oh, I can't wait. One, one last good meal before it turns into bar form and bio steel. <laughs>
1: Uh, plug for Bile Steel. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. That's gonna get me through this. All right, y'all. Okay, homie. All right. We'll uh, we'll talk soon, later y'all.